You're listening to the Release City Church online experience. Hey, listen, we really hope today's message is one that will encourage you, inspire you, and challenge you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks again for listening. Now let's check it out. Well, if you brought your Bibles, let's go back to the book of John, uh, chapter 15, beginning with verse 1. This is actually our uh, theme verse for this series that we're in. Um, Jonathan, where is your bride at today? Is she serving back there? She's just not here today. Not here today. I was going to introduce you guys for the very first time to your church family. Uh, We're able to marry Jonathan and Zoe um, over the Christmas, right before Christmas. And uh, so y'all give it up. And we'll do that. I know everybody knows who Jonathan is, everybody knows who Zoe is, but to, I want to introduce them uh, together, and they had probably one of the most beautiful hallmark, and I'm kid you not, I've never seen a Christmas wedding before, and it was out in this beautiful pasture with this pond behind it and these beautiful Christmas trees, and I mean, it looked like something straight out of the hallmark. All we needed was snow, and it would have been God for that to happen in the state of Florida. Amen. Amen. But congratulations to Jonathan. And Zoe, are you there yet? John chapter 15, begin with verse 1, and it says this, I am the true grapevine. This is Jesus. I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off. Everybody say cuts off. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they, so they will produce even more. Stop. That right there, I understand that, that you cut away things that aren't producing fruit or things that are blocking you. We know that as the church. Any relationship that is hindering you from your walk with Christ, cut those off. But the part that confused me was that he even prunes the branches that are fruitful, that actually are producing something. Something. But it's so that there can be more. That there, it's, it's giving room for more growth. It's giving room for much more of God's blessing in your life. We were listening to, it's so cool, because a lot of stuff on Netflix, uh, not Netflix, um, social media, there's a lot of trash out there, but I was scrolling through, uh, trying to sh- find something for Amy that I had seen, I wanted to show her, and I kept hitting this same, um, it's, a, it's a sound bite, and it's Steve Harvey, and it says this, it says, he said, don't, I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember exactly, but you may recognize it, don't get mad at God when he removes people from your life. Talking about pruning. Because he heard a conversation that you didn't hear, God. He saw things in those people's lives that you didn't see, and God had to make moves that you wouldn't make. And I, I, I was like, dude, for, for I mean, in ministry and, and in life and, and friendships and all those things, we get mad at God. Why? Why? No, 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 no. Don't get mad. Just know that there's something, something great's coming. That doesn't mean that the, because he cut, off, he cut off a good branch that was producing fruit, so that doesn't mean that's a bad. He's just saying there's got to be more room for you. There's got to be something more I've got to give you, so I've got to make room. Amen. Just do this right here. Just, I just felt just... So I said, I don't want to do that. You did it when you were a kid, when you didn't get your way. Huh? Some of y'all still do it when you don't get your way. <laughs> Come on. Oh, oh, okay, okay, let me move on, because I, I know offense, 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 offense. But it's so true. So let's keep on going. He says, 
and, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. Let's say that together. Remain in me and I will remain in you. This is what Jesus is saying. If you'll remain in me, if you'll stay connected to me, I'll stay connected to you. The Bible goes on in other, another verse says, if you draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Remember dating? Who's going to make the first move? I know bases are kind of sketchy, first base, second base, third base. Some of y'all have different definitions for that. But, I mean, y'all remember, you know, the first time you went out with somebody, you're going to hold their hand. You'd, you, who, God is waiting on you to make the move. Amen. God's already done everything that he's going to do. He's already done it all at the cross. So if anything else has to be done, guess who, guess who, guess who, he's, guess who he's leaning on? You and I. Huh? Well, I, I, I'm not God. No, you're not. But he lives inside of you. Jesus, the Holy Spirit, lives inside of you. Remain in me, I remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is not severed from the vine. And you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, I in them will produce much fruit. I in them will produce. I produce the fruit. Who produces the fruit? So it's not your responsibility to go out and, and try to make things happen and produce. No, no, no. It's God. All, it's only our responsibility. All we have to do is stay connected to the vine. Amen. Stay connected to the vine. Amen. And I and them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. As we closed out 2021, I typically would never do this. Start a brand new series on the last Sunday of a, of a closeout year and then pick it back up in the new year. But this is, this is just kind of how it fell on the calendar. Um, but it's a new collection of talks that we've entitled, if you're taking notes, Wide Awake. Everybody say Wide Awake. Wide Awake. Preachers like to see the people in the, in, in the church body wide awake. And the church said, amen. amen. If somebody didn't say amen beside you, nudge them because they are not wide awake. <laughs> Why awake? Now, the idea behind this series is what would 2022 look like if we were to live every day, every day of our life, wide awake? Well, somebody said, well, preacher, I wake up, I'm wide awake until I lay down. No, what if every moment, asleep or not asleep, that we live life wide awake to God's presence in our life? We're aware of everything else that's going on, news media, we're, we're, but are we aware of God's presence in our lives every moment? Everybody say every moment. Every moment. Now follow me just for a minute, because our mission as the church, the church as a whole, Release City, Hope Church, Faith Church, First Church, Second Church, all the, our mission as the collective body of Christ is to wake up the world to Jesus. That's what, our, that's what our responsibility. Now, a lot of us, it, 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 it happens differently, but guess what? That's because we're all different. We're all different. If we were all the same, we would be accustomed and desire the same thing. Some of you like steak. Some of y'all don't eat meat, right? We all like different things, but check this out. Check this out. But the assumption in the statement that we are to wake up the world to Jesus, the assumption here is this, that as the church, we are already awake to Jesus because you can't take somebody to a place that you've never been. Yes? So the assumption here, if we're, if we're called, then the mission of the church is to wake up the world to the presence of Jesus, then the assumption is we're already awake. If we're going to be a part, if we're going to be any part of waking up our city, 
and the world to Jesus, we've got to be wide awake ourselves. Now, I, I read you an interesting quote um, uh, by Elizabeth Browning. I'm going to read it again. I read this in, in part one. It says this, the earth, the earth's crammed with heaven and every common bush of fire with God. But only who, he who sees takes off his shoes. Now, obviously, she's referencing the story in the Bible of Moses and the burning bush. The bush, we, we know that story from Vacation Bible School and our kids. Um, and it's, it's referencing the story about the bush and it's burning, like it's burning. How many knows in Florida, everything's dry anyway, so if it gets a flame and a spark, it's burned and it's going, it's going down, it's going out, right? But this bush was burning so hot and so just and it didn't burn up. Now, in this story, the assumption, because this, is, this, is, uh, this was where Moses came up close to the bush and the voice of God through the burning bush said, stop Moses, take off your shoes for the place you are standing is holy ground. Now, I told you that that's the, how I remember the story, but I believe, there's <clears throat> I believe there's actually more to that story than just Moses recognized that the place you're standing is holy. What I believe is what, and what Moses came to understand that day, that that ground was always holy. God is, God is here. The Holy Spirit of God is, is hovering over the earth. Okay? So, so he's here. And according to Elizabeth Browning, only those who recognize and see it will actually live like it. That, that's my interpretation. Are you tracking me? If you, if you see it, then you'll live like it. So a lot of us, we're living how we want to live and making choices we want to make because it makes our flesh feel good, things that are attractive to us. We do those things because we're more concerned with our presence than his presence. Ms. Pearl, I love you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And as we go through life, We've got to wake up to the reality that, listen, every day when we wake up, we've got to understand that God is with us. He's been with us all along. God is with us, and he's inviting us to experience him every single day of our life. And in every step we take, every step, he's there. Every, he, he's there. When you wake up, he's there. When you're going to your coffee pot, you're, he's there. When you're taking your dogs outside, he is with you. What I'm trying to say, church, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. In part one, I told you that there are many approaches. <clears throat> there are many approaches that people have towards, there are many Christians have this idea towards um, their walk with Christ and their relationship with God. And some people, and I'm just, this is kind of just kind of backtracking where we left off a couple weeks ago, and then we're just going to pick it up and keep moving forward. But some people have this life from God approach. If you're taking notes, write that down. You're going to see which one you fall under. Life from God. Now, this is meaning that the only time that you think about God and factor him into your life is when you need something from him. Like your prayer life is soaring when you're sick, you know, uh, you're blowing up Pastor B's text, his phone, right? Pray for me. Nothing wrong with that. Our prayer life is amazing when, when, when things are going wrong at work, when our marriage, <coughs> so sorry, when our marriage is on the rocks, when we feel desperate and we need something from God, that's when we, that's, it's called that from God mentality, okay? If everything is going good in their life, God isn't really factored in at all. 
Then there's, then there's the life over God or life under God. This, this is kind of a combo, and you, and you could fluctuate, okay? Because this is, this is I almost tagged you what I, what I think that is, but in case you fall under it, anyway, I want to stay safe today. It's more, this is more a life over God and under God. The life over God is more of an intellectual approach of your relationship with God. Basically, what you're saying is you removed all mystery from God. I know everything that God knows, and I think I understand everything that the Scripture says, and I know how God would handle your situation, and I know how God would handle yours. See, I, I went into that life over God mentality. You've removed the mystery of God. I don't know everything. But I got Google. <laughs> I got Google. People think, well, just because you're a pastor, you know all. I don't know all the answers, but I know where to go to find them, and it ain't Facebook. Well, you, dog, you dogging on Facebook? No, I use Facebook to push the gospel message of Jesus Christ. If you don't like what I got on my page, unfollow me. I'm just telling you, because everything was made by God and for God. It's the enemy who twists it and perverts it and uses it for his attention. I want to use it for God's glory. And to edify you, it ain't about me. All right, let me just get back down off my soapbox, because that felt good there for a minute. If we operated in in the true love of God and the grace of God, we wouldn't have problems with our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I know that ain't going to preach and get you to shout, but it's the truth. I love you. Love him. Right there. I love y'all, but dad's right there. Okay, life under God. I I fell in this place before. It's a relationship that's pretty much based on legalism where you're, you're just, you're, you're in constant fear that you've got to cross every T and dot every I. You live in constant fear of God that I, I, I'm just not, I messed up. Oh God, I repent. Oh, that's good that you're repenting, but repenting is not crying. Repenting is changing. Can I say that again? Repentance is not a tear. It's a change. It's not a behavior modification. It's transformation. Okay, under God. You constantly feel like God doesn't love you. I've, I've talked to many Christians. They just feel like God doesn't love them. I've, I've just messed up. I, I don't, how in the world can the creator of the universe love me so much? God hasn't really forgiven me. I'm just hoping I slide into heaven. Man, I'm not trying to play baseball and slide into heaven. I want to get in there and I just want to, you know, I don't deserve to be there, but I'm grateful and I'm excited about what God has done in my life here on earth. And I'm trying to wrap up and take as many people with me as I can. Life under God. You just assume that somehow you've got to earn God's love because that's how the world operates. I've got to earn my parents' love. I've got to earn Amy's love. There's only one unconditional love. And, and, and sure, we, we said those vows, sickness and health, good times, bad times, all that. But there's only one who has an unconditional love for you, and it's Jesus. The problem is you're chasing after something and you've yet to realize what you're chasing after has been yours the whole time. So we have, we have this life from God. We have this life over God. We have life under God. This is where I want to land for the next few moments today. 
life with God, with God, with God in my marriage, with God in my, in my, in, on my school campus, young people, with God on, on my career path, with God in furthering my education, with God when I'm pumped gas, with God when I go to that place called Walmart that's got buggies everywhere in the parking lot. I don't know if the parking lot was made for the buggies or for me. Am I supposed to move my vehicle into that long thing where the buggies are supposed to go? Because they don't seem to go there. They go in the parking spots. I'm just seeing if y'all will amen me to buggies. <laughs> it's so true. Listen, life with God. I, I try to make it funny because that's just how funny it is. God wants to be so involved in every area of your life. When you grab a hammer and you're nailing it, construction, when you, he's the one that causes you not to hit that thumb. Somebody say, what you talking about? I'm talking about my story. I don't have no business picking up a hammer and a nail. <laughs> He's with us. He's with you. Do this. Go. He's right there. That was God. He put that inside of you. No, no, no. That's not the original breath. That's just what I took in. No, he put that air in this space. He put that there. That's God. That's God. I'm trying to make this as simple as possible because we, for so long we try, to, we try to astute ourselves and make ourselves so sound so profound that we miss the message of the gospel. Amen. It's simple. Jesus loves you. He died for you to prove it. And he wants to spend the rest of your life here on earth Amen. having a relationship with you. Listen, when God created the earth, he created man and woman. He created a garden, put him there. Why? So he could have a relationship with them. We read in, in God's word that God was with Abraham and God was with Isaac. And in the story of Joseph, we read specifically where God was, listen, God was with Joseph in slavery and God was with Joseph in prison. Hot news flash. God is not just about being in the garden of good times. He's about being in the, the de our deserts of despair. He was with him in slavery he was with him in prison god will be with you when you when you go through the loss of a loved one when your spouse heads out and says i'm done god is with you Amen. come on don't be ashamed to give god praise listen god is inviting us at the beginning of this new year i mean we're nine days in already y'all we're gonna be putting back the christmas decorations in just a minute time goes so fast some of y'all are just, y'all know, y'all know that Christmas is going to be here in a minute. Y'all leaving y'all stuff up all year long. And Release City Church leadership team, we know too, because behind that curtain right there is Christmas trees with all their decorations still on them. We ain't putting up nothing. <laughs> We're not packing up anything. It's true. When we just read where Jesus said, I'm the vine and you're the branch. And if you'll remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. But apart from me, disconnected from me, you and I can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. Listen, many of you entered into this new year with great dreams, aspirations, ambitions, and, and, and goals. But can I tell you, your job for this year is not to do great things. Your number one job Number one, you had, you had one job, and this is it. Stay connected to God. That's it. 
All of the other stuff is a byproduct of your connection to God. The success, listen, the success, the meeting the goals, checking off the box, that's, that's a byproduct of your, now, yeah, you, you, can, you can still be successful, disconnected, but honestly, how successful are you if it's not God? Huh? You may, you may date her, wine and dine her, put a ring on it, but if it ain't God, because marriage, even when you got two surrendered souls to Christ, can get a little, you know, heated and escalated. Y'all said they didn't act like y'all's home is, come on now. Some of y'all was trying to turn the air down, thermostat in your own house today because it was getting hot up in there and it wasn't the temperature outside. Let me keep moving. Listen, it's so important that we get this because we live in a broken world. But guess what? This should not surprise us. Jesus said that it's going to rain on the just and the unjust. That means you're going to have problems regardless if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ. There are moments in our lives that are they're, they're unpredictable. If one thing that 2020 and 2021 taught us is unpredictableness, that's not a word, can mess up your game, can mess up your life. I mean, we rolled into 2020, dad and I transitioned. We, man, we're ready to go. Name change of the ministry, this is where we're headed. It's what we're doing and, and, prop, and everything got halted and we didn't see you guys for like six weeks. It's called unpredictable. And, and we're the church. You're Christians. You have a relationship with God. How many of you ever went through a hard time in your life? As a Christian, the Bible, it rains on the just and the unjust. All this other stuff, all the success is just an overflow of our life with God. In part one, I challenge you to step into the new year with the intent of being consciously aware. This is what, this is, this is, this is, this is what this entire series is about. And, and what, the thing you got to understand about a series is don't look for a starting place today and an ending place. This is one of those things we hit pause, okay? So, so don't, don't feel like I'm not wrapping this all up together. This is a series for like next four or five weeks, okay? But in part one, I challenge you to become intent, intent con- t- consciously intent with your awareness of God's presence in your life. Basically for me is how many times in a day am I consciously aware that God is in, right beside me and God is walking with me and, and, and God is leading people to me to have a conversation with them? Am I consciously aware? When we think about the pandemic and the financial crisis and racial tension and political tension that we've experienced, this stuff should not surprise us. But what is surprising to me is that people who call themselves born-again Christians, followers of Jesus, what surprised me about all of that, that shouldn't have, is their response to the pandemic, their response to racial injustice, their response. Follow me. Let me ask it this way. Looking back over the past 12 months, 2021, do you feel like you developed more of a loving heart or a revengeful heart? Don't answer that. That's internal. Rhetorical question, I think they call that. Are you, are you proud of every decision you made in 2021? I'm not. <laughs> I can think of a few conversations. There's a part of my flesh that wish I could jump back in and have that conversation again and just keep on drilling it. Amen. Oh, I'm just, just me? 
I didn't think so. Do you actually like who you're becoming? I'm talking, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about living life with God, being consciously aware that he is surrounding you every second of every day. God is with you. Do you like who you're becoming? When you look back over the past year, do you feel like you're more aware of God's presence, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience, his kindness, and his goodness, or do you feel like you've drifted away from that? Do you recognize his love and his kindness, or do you, have you feel like you drifted away from it? Listen, this is, this is the message. If we're going to develop more peace, patience, kindness, and joy, it all hinges on, the, on, the, on, 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 on us, you and I, staying connected to Jesus from moment to moment to moment. Amen. Let me say it again. Your main job is not to do amazing things this year. Your main job, number one job for you and I is to stay connected to Jesus so that Jesus can do amazing things through you. Amen. There you go. All right, so today I want to take and give you three ways that you can begin living this life with God or this with God life. Point number one, this is how we do it. Ready? Look for God even in the small moments. We want it to be the burning bush experience. We're attracted to that. That, that posts better pictures on Facebook. Look at the presence of God in my church. My bush is burning bright. Oh, I'm not kidding, guys. Look for God to do the miraculous in the smallest way. We're expecting it to be in the shout. Can I tell you, the children of Israel... You know the one, number one reason why they saw the walls fall? It wasn't their shout. Although that preach is good, it was their obedience to the specific instructions. If you want to break through, if you want to see the power of God in, operate in your life, shout's great. Shout will give you goosies, but shout has no power. I, don't, don't, don't misinterpret because I believe I, I've shouted at the devil. You don't belong in my home. You don't belong in my family. Get out of my mind. I will shout. But my obedience is more important than my shout. American author Frederick Buckner said this, the question is not whether the things that happen to you are chance things or God things because, of course, they are both at once. There is no chance, excuse me, there is no chance thing through which God cannot speak. Even the walk from the house to the garage that you have walked 10,000 times before, even the moments when you cannot believe there is a God who speaks at all, he's everywhere. Amen. What's he saying? The moments that you have tons of faith and the moments that you feel as though you have zero faith, God is still with you. God's presence is not, is not predicated on the level of your faith. He is, he is, he is, he's there. There's going to be things in this year that we, would, we could not have predicted that's going to happen. But we're prepared for it. We're prepared. I mean, we, you're here. You, you lived through 2020? Or did y'all just show up today? <laughs> right? We're prepared. And what I'm telling you today is you're even more prepared. Had we not even gone through that, I'm trying to let you know that you have the preparation power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. 
Listen, you don't, you don't have a choice in the matter of what's going to happen to you this year, but you do have a choice of what you put before your mind. You do have a choice between, about, about what you focus on. If you want to focus on politics, you can focus on politics. But politics, by my review, has never brought peace to a conversation or a Christmas dinner. Oh, me. If you want to focus on COVID, you can focus on COVID. But conversations about COVID have never led to peace. It's always led to chaos. Always. You can focus. You may not control what, you, what happens to you, but you have all control of what you set before your mind. You can start by recognizing, by saying this, I believe in you and I, God, I believe in you and I know you're with me and regardless of what's happening, going on around me, I set my mind on you. I set my, I set, I set my focus on you. Three ways. Look for God in the small things. Childbirth. Mom, how many have had a child? Mom, childbirth. It's crazy. We, we get to the point where we're not even moved by that. A baby is growing inside of a lady. I mean, just starts as, and grows. God, God did that. I'm sorry. Y'all like Pastor B. <laughs> that's, too, that's too much. I don't think I've ever done that before. That's God. That's God. He forms it all. He did it. Look for God in the small things. Man, I'm, we look for it in the burning bush. We miss it. Because God was saying, I've always been here. Some of y'all, well, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't feel him all the time. Get connected. Check your connectivity. If we didn't sacrifice and pay the power bill for this place, we would be in here sweating hot today with no lights on and no sound, just, just my voice. But there's a sacrifice that must be made. It's called obedience. Come on, somebody. I'm connecting this stuff today. If you don't feel it, check your connection. Mm, mm, mm. I'm to dance all around this thing. Number, so look for God in the small moments. Number two, step out in faith. Step out in faith. Step out in faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith bring, this is the passion translation. Now faith brings, now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. It's talking about, this is what it's talking about. It's talking about all of the unknown things. Everything that was created was created by something you cannot see. Amen. <sighs> Hebrews, let me just go on. Hebrews 11, 2 and 3 says, this testimony of faith is what we're talking about, stepping out in faith. This testimony of faith is what previous generations were commended Four, faith empowers us to see the universe was created and beautifully coordinated by the power of God's words. He spoke and the invisible realm gave birth to the unseen. That which was unseen was able to create seen. That's never been done. Nobody else can do that. You cannot take nothing and create something. You got to have a substance of some kind. Listen, 
If you're, not, if you're not living your life in constant movement towards the unknown, then you're not living a life of faith. Let me say that again. If your movement, if your movement is planned and you know that you're going to be okay, I move all the time and I just trust God. I trust God. Are you following me? Are you following what I'm saying? Listen, there's no greater connection that happens between you and God than the connection that happens when you begin living your life by faith. If you want to really connect, God, it, the Bible says it's impossible to please God without living by faith. Amen. I won't talk about giving, but I'll talk about giving. I want the raise at my job, but I'm holding on to my wallet at church. And I'm not even talking about money. Come on, hear my heart. It's obedience. It's in the obedience. It's in the obedience. Who who in the world, the Bible says, God is the one that empowers you and I to get wealth. He's the one that puts breath in your lungs every single day for you to go to that job. Whether you're on salary or punching a time clock, God gave you the breath, the means, the energy, and some of you guys, the skill set to do it. It's not so we can build a beautiful building that says, oh, look what Release is doing. It's so that we can have a house that hurting people can come to. It's obedience. Yesterday there was a guy, and I don't, and I don't do this all the time. And I'm not puffing me up. I'm just obedience. Guy, a homeless guy out in front of Walmart yesterday. I, mm, I'm going to have to change this now because it'll be out online. I normally keep a stash of just cash that instead of when I break a bill, I just dump it in there in case I want to go get a candy bar and a Coke. Don't tell Amy. I stash it in my car. And so it was a wad. I knew it was. And, the, and I don't do this, but I saw his sign and I saw his face and I heard his voice. And he said, you reach in there, you don't count it. You just pick it all up and you roll down the window, say, God bless you, have a nice day. And I rolled my window up. He didn't even have time to say anything. I watched him out of my mirror while I was waiting for the light to change. And about that time, I saw him counting and he come running to my car. And about the time, the light turned green and I moved because I didn't want to thank you. It's my obedience. I don't do that all the time because not everybody, not everybody, not every, not everybody who holds a sign is sincere. I'm trying to get you to move into a place of understanding the voice of God every single day in your life. Step out in faith. There went my Snickers money. I mean, yeah, they went, it's gone. We fasted anyway. I heard you. I heard you. I heard you. I heard. My dad just said, you fasting, right? <laughs> Number three, don't mislabel your entire life as a coincidence. Some of us do that. We just live life with, I'm going to get up and whatever happens to me today, I'm going to press through and try to do my, my, my best, my best attitude. That's okay. But I, I, I want to be more. I want to do more. I want to listen for his voice. I want to impact somebody's life. 1 Corinthians 2.9. You can flip over there or, or it should be on the screen for you. Hello. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. And no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. What am I saying? Stop looking at life like it's happening to you and start looking at life that it's happening for you. 
That God's not allowing things to happen to you. He's allowing things to happen for you. Behold, he's working all things out for, 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 for your good. So change your mentality. I won't go into detail. I'll just say this. I had to get our septic tank pumped at the house the other day. It was a crappy situation. Okay, God. I know some of y'all are like, I just don't understand. We're supposed to be preaching the word. Why are you telling? Because I want you to understand the reality of how God works. It's not, God, why are you allowing this to happen to me? That's what we, you've said it. I've said it. I'll probably say it tomorrow. Instead of God, why is this happening to me? God is allowing things to, and I don't, I don't know. I have no idea. I, I learned some stuff. I'll just say that. But he's allowing things to happen for you not to you, for you. He'll remove things, and I know this to be true in my own life, he will remove things that have been your, that has been your foundation, that has been your core, your identity. He will remove that so that you can become all that he's called you to be because you would not move if he left it. Talking about pruning things that, that do bring fruit. That's just my story. I have a God that's for me. And I have a church family that loves me. And I shout louder. Somebody said, well, I thought you think you should. I do. I shout louder to drown out the voice of the enemy that's in my ear every single day. I stand here because I'm fighting for you and your family. God wants to be intimately involved in your life. We're looking for God to speak through the big burning moments. The big burning bush moments. In closing, he wants you and I to look for him in the small moments. As many of you know, for a few years I was detailing cars just to supplement some income and I don't do that anymore. I do detail a couple that were recurring customers. I don't take any new customers. And I was outside uh, two weeks ago and I was washing a particular gentleman's truck and talking about hearing the voice of God. I was washing the car and I, the truck and I saw this little lady walking down the street. There's our neighbor. She lives a couple houses down and her husband died, I think, years ago. I'd never really, to my knowledge, had a conversation with her. She was walking her dog. And before we moved into my parents' house, we lived out in the country where I could wash and do stuff and wouldn't be, um, unless it was the Tysons waving on the way by. Because I'm, I'm on a time crunch, especially for this gentleman. He don't care if it's raining. He still wants it washed. I guess it makes my job easier. Soap, let it rain, dry it off. I don't know. So, I, and it was cloudy that day. So I was like, I got to get this done. 
and here she comes and I'm like I hear I hear I hear my heavenly father just speak I don't have time just speak I don't want to just speak it's about to rain I'll control that okay God <laughs> so I just said I took my earbuds out because I kind of positioned myself so she could see him you know how we do don't disturb me don't bother me <laughs> and I said how you doing good morning she said that was a beautiful wedding you did the other day she was referring to Joe, Nate, and Zoe's. I said, thank you. I'm still trying to, you know. She came closer with the dog. She said, you know, I really wish your dad was here. <laughs> she began to tell me about her granddaughter and how dad had a word for her years ago that she would go far I believe it was track and field. Is that right? And she told me that she got a full ride scholarship. She said, your dad called it. It wasn't so much that I needed to say anything to her. I needed her to say something to me. Life with God while I'm detailing a car. What I learned was what my father would have done, my, fa- my, dad, my earthly dad would have dropped all of it to have the conversation one-on-one. So I dropped that, that brush in the bucket and I walked straight over to her with tears in my eyes and I said, thank you so much. I said, and I know that dad would say, she made it and I believe in you. We just had a little conversation there and I got my little, I got my on the backside from God because I didn't want to make time. He's with me all the time. And the funny story is this particular individual is friends with Connor's family. And she has told BJ, Connor's mother, on many occasions, I see Connor in the neighborhood all the time. I know he's dating the Weber's daughter, but he never stops and talks to me. No more did I go back and pick up my brush. I look, and here comes Connor while I hear him his truck before he gets there and I and and here she is she's been wanting to talk to him and it happened not one time but twice I think you actually got out of your truck to talk to her what am I saying look for God in the small moments we have no idea what people are going through what they what their story is they may look like they have it all together on the outside but they are broken on the inside I may stand up here and preach God's word, but I'm telling you, church, broken vessel. I'm not perfect, and I don't try to be. I'm just me. How do we have a life with God? It starts with this, a relationship with him. You got to start there. For many of you in this room, you have a relationship with him. Many of you in this room have such a tight relationship, you're joining us on the fast. Because you're saying, God, I'm willing to deny this to my flesh so that I can pursue your purpose and your mission. Drown out the noise. 
There's people in this room that wake, you wake up and you have, you have dialect with him. Maybe first thing in the morning or maybe when you go to bed. But what I'm here today to tell you is God wants to have dialect with you throughout your day. And there's some of you in this room that don't have a relationship with God. When I say relationship, I, my wife and I have a relationship. The relationship that God wants to have with you and I is intimate. Intimacy. And some of you don't have that intimacy with him. And in order, to, in order to have an intimate relationship, you must experience. In order to have a life with God, you must experience relationship. So in the two minutes that I have, if you're here this morning and you say, I want a relationship. I want to have that with God life. I want to have that with God life. But I have to, I have to, I have to have, connect with him and surrender everything to him and be obedient to his word if that's you today you're not going to have to stand you don't have to come forward all I'm asking you to do is when I count to three you shoot your hand up and I'm going to pray a prayer over you and with you if you say I want to have a relationship with Jesus on the count of three one, two, three I want to have a relationship I want to have a relationship a relationship, intimacy. See into me, God. See me. So, Father, for every hand that got lifted, Father, I lift them up to you, Jesus. For some, it's maybe just to have a deeper, intimate relationship. Want to move past first base, God. We want to have an intimate relationship with you where you know everything, we're hiding nothing. So, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would set their souls on fire. Right where, they, right where they're seated, God, set their soul on fire. And Father, may it burn bright. Father, may the passion to live for you consume them in every choice and every decision. And if you're here today and you said... I need to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Here's the simple conversation that you have. And you can repeat it after me. Oh God, I come before you now. Confessing, I don't have it all together. I'm asking you to cleanse me. Wash me of anything that does not glorify you. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my deliverer. And God, be my peace. God, I trust you in this moment. And I want to have an intimate relationship with you. From this moment on, my life will never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hey, thanks again for listening today. Our mission at Release City Church is simple. We want to introduce people to the real Jesus by helping them know God, grow in freedom, discover their purpose, and go make a difference in their communities. For service time, staying connected with us, or just to learn more about the different ministries here, be sure to check us out online at releasecitychurch.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. We hope to see you soon.